Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. I'm joined once again by Sean Smith of Tortoise Arsfields in the Tracy of Tumivara. You're very welcome, lads. Well, Mike. So, lads, uh, this weekend, big weekend in, in County Championship Hurling in Tipperary. Um, round three of the County Championship goes ahead. Um, if we dive straight into it, um, Sean Smith, we'll go to, we'll go, we'll go to Tortoise straight away, group one. Sayers are on top, two good wins. Uh, they have to play the church this weekend, all rivals the church. Um, it's hard to see it going any other way than, than to Torlis, but they st- Torlis still need to win, I suppose, to guarantee top spot, don't they? Yeah, exactly. You want, you want to get three wins, get a top position. And I know there's not many such things a favourable draw in senior A, but you know, there's a bit of a chance on the finishing top. Um, but hard to know, short draws gives a game, um, play them in senior B. And play them in the mid, like you know. So we know what they're about. They know what we're about. So they've had a good result so far in in, um, in that group. Well, they kind of they upset from there. So someone would call upset. I call an upset. I you know I would have fancied mm-hmm. jump to beat them, but it is an interesting group. To be honest. Yeah, it is. Um, 
it was good. James Barry made his his return there last in the last game. Come on as a sub against um, against Roman Inch, and uh, it was great to see great to see James back back on the Hornet field in in the black and amber. But um, will they have enough? Do you think for for the Sires? I know that you said it's a kind of a mid derby, but the way the Sires are playing, they've started like a train. I suppose don't kind of went through the mid championship without anyone really laying a glove on them, and so far have been at their ease in, in this group. It'd be interesting with a team kind of adapt different approach, maybe. Sarahs are starting a very strong in games. When teams, if they can hold Sarahs in the first five, ten minutes, like we'd be kind of looking at each other, maybe going, that didn't work. What's kind of the next kind of plan you'd say? But, like, they have every opportunity to kind of devise a plan and get the win. But it's always, like, it's the main thing is if we can get ahead, what we've seen so far, we kind of hold on. But not to say that Hopsworth won't start out of blocks this weekend. Yeah, I suppose uh, Church could win and still not qualify uh, with the way the group is going because it's quite a quite a um, a tight enough group at, at the other end. Erog and Drum now have to play. Um, if Erog win, they will go through with the Sars. If Drum win, Erog could be in relegation, and that's after the great start against against Upper Church. So as a group, it's it's really tight, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Like there's. Complications there basically. We win, we're through. Erog, if we're all coming, they're through. But then could have got a situation where drum at the moment or bottom table and get through, you know. So it is yeah. crazy. Like, when think about like what could happen. Yeah. Well, I need one good game and you're in a county quarterfinal or a supremacy, which is kind of strange. The way drums here went so far, you'd they'd take her hand off that, to be honest. Yeah, so yeah, all to play for in, in the two games there. in, in in Group 1. So the fixtures for that this weekend are uh, Torles and Upper Church is in Templemore on 25th, which is Saturday at 5 o'clock. Yep. And Drum and Annika, Erogana Carty is in Cashel at 5 o'clock at the same time. So both games going to hit at the same time. Yeah, and the Sarah's game is actually live on the tip website as well, you know. So um, so it'll be interesting. Maybe if lads want to watch that and keep playing the Drum game, how that is going. Score difference could come into play there as well. So it'll be interesting that they're both at the same time as well. Yeah, sure will. So uh, moving on to Group 2, Enda Tracy, your own um, native to Mivera, are topping that group at the moment. Two wins from two. Uh, Clonolty and Mulnahone have won a game each. So they're both on two points and Holy Cross on zero. So Toom are up against uh, Mulnahone this weekend. It's the way Toom are playing. Should they should they come out of that one? Um. Yeah, I think we'd be confident that we, we should be. If you Look, if you were looking at the group, the group uh, before the matches, before any balls were thrown in, you'd have been saying that Mullinahan, not that there's a soft touch, but they'd probably be the, the game you'd be marking that you're probably going to win. Um, we've two wins got now. Look, there hasn't been 10 out of 10 performances in any of the matches. It's kind of been a mixed bag. Uh, good stretches in the games, but then letting the other team back into it. Like at the last day, we were easily better than Clonolty in the second half in particular and shouldn't have been a point in it and they had a chance to equalise. So, Something we're gonna have to work on, but um, look, sure, we, we were expecting to beat Mullinhall. We played them two years ago in a preliminary quarter final down in Cashel, and it was pure robbery. We bet them that day. I don't know how we managed it. We were getting bet easily in in normal time. We nicked extra time, and Mark McCarthy did the business in that at time. So, look, the lads will know that Mullinhall are a hard team to beat, no matter how how low an ebb they're at. They're always battling, and they're always going to put in a big effort. And, with the son of God there, with a few extra pounds still piled on, he's still doing the business for him, so it'll be a good excuse just to see him in the flesh again, anyway. 
Yeah, and the the other the other game in that group is Canoti and and Neighbours Holy Cross. Um, again, this game this group again is very tight, and if Holy Cross win by six, they probably qualify. If if Canoti can can avoid, I suppose if they if they lose but lose by less than six, they probably qualify. So it's it's a it's a very tight group, isn't it? Yes, all the onus is on Mullinahone and Holy Cross to um to come out. Mm-hmm. Not just win, but they have to win by by a good few points to make sure of it. And um, Holy Cross, look, they're not hurling well. Um, they're really missing Brian O'Mara in a big way there. A lot of young players that haven't, look, it's going to take them a while to bid in, but they haven't come up to the level yet. And Clonalty, all the same, are there for the taking. They're, they're not the Clonalty of a couple of years ago. To, well, especially in the last game, and the Hammersleys and Dylan Quark, they're not... Not at the level they were when they won the county final a few years ago. I think that's that's fair enough to say. And um, look, they probably should have a bit more than Holy Cross in the forward division on the day. But look, anything can happen. We've seen Holy Cross last year when they were beaten in the first game against Nina. Not and give good performances when people weren't expecting them. So yeah, they actually drew with Tenoti in the last game of the. They were they were together last year in in the same mm. group and they drew. Um, I think it was like two fifteen or three fifteen apiece. Yeah. So I think it was in Borland mm. again. So. Uh, was yeah, just game. they're they're near neighbours, aren't they? So that they, you know that can that can pep up any team. Thought of getting bit by lads next door to you. Yeah, that can uh, that can give you an extra gear. So look, I I'd imagine Clonty might sneak it, but Holy Cross could could have something to say about that. Yeah, so Clonty, uh, of course, they they will if they fail to qualify, I suppose they they will have a preliminary quarter final um, that that they can fall back on. And Mull and Owen are in the same boat, aren't they? They they can they can fall back on a on a preliminary quarter final too. They can, yeah, but you want to be winning matches, don't you? You don't want yeah. to be in the habit of losing them, especially coming down to the business end of it now. Like you you like we could qualify even if we get bet to Mull and Owen, but you know, you want to be going in there with that winning momentum after doing all the hard work in the first two games. You want to be going in there with confidence and not have any question marks hanging over the team. Look, it's nice to have it there, but you know, you want to be getting there on your own merits rather than a, a system that's up in the air between, you know, should it be there and shouldn't it be there? So uh, they'll want to win. They, they, they won't want to be relying on the on the preliminary. Yeah, absolutely. So the two games in those in that group go ahead at half one on half one on Saturday. Um, you must have some serious pull inside in Turles, uh in the Tracy. This is Toom's third game in the stadium. So Toom and, and Mullinahone half one in the stadium on Saturday and Canolti and Holy Cross have one on Saturday in Borlaan. And they say Torres has a pool playing stayed in the whole time. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, we'll go back to you there for group three. Um, so, uh, champions, 2020 champions, Kiladang, wow. and they topped that group two wins from two. Lockmore and the Brackens on two on two points each, each with a game one, and Mike Harkey on the bottom. Uh, so Lockmore and the Brackens, that'll be a tasty affair. Brackens seem to have turned their season around following that first round defeat in the mid. Yeah, they have and like another interesting thing. They're like all the groups have a team on four points, two teams on two points, and team on zero. Like, so it's crazy how but everyone has still something to play for. Like Brackens have to come on from the performance they gave around the year. Um Against Lockmore and they're capable of a performance, to be honest. Um, there's no reason why they can't win that game. Um, but also, then Lockmore, Lockmore, and you never write them off at the end of the day, to be honest. Like, it's a it's similar to other rules for a kind of winner takes all there and need that game 
Um, you presume Kilangan will have enough anyway for McCarrick in the final game and keep their kind of momentum going. Um, their team they want to keep winning like ourselves, they just want to keep moting on secure top spot. But Bracket Lockmore will be very interesting to be fair. Yeah, it, it's a season ending for either Lockmore or Brackens. Um, yeah. That's on the 24th, which is tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night. Friday, Friday, Friday at, at half seven in the stadium. That's live on Tip, tip TV, being streamed, isn't it? Um, yeah, it so is, yeah. It, it, should, it is the makings of a cracker. I mean, you, you've got county players on, on both sides. Um, and, and we had that wonderful performance. It was from Shane Dial the last day, scoring four sidelines in, in a game. Um, so Brackens, Brackens have really they're playing well this in, in the county series yeah they'll be on a high after last day as well to be fair um, like they have the players capable of like the day in the middle guys have more they just never fired there's no two ways about it it was just a bad performance that day like you know mm. you can't be talking about it any other way um, but Brackens are capable of they put it up to Langan like they only lost by two points in the end which was score 121 you know it's a fair scoring against a team of Langan's calibre Um. And if Brackens can get up around that area score and bracket again, there's no reason why they can't win this match. Yeah, absolutely. So those two games, Brackens and Lockmore is on in the stadium on Friday evening at half seven. And Kildangan and Mike Harkey is on the 26th, which is Sunday at three o'clock. And that game is in Templemore. Um, in the, we move to, to group four, which is um, the All North Affair. Uh, so Killeran are in uh, top in that group two wins from two uh, Horace Lee and Nina have um, a, a win each and Ros Gray are in the bottom uh, Boris Lee square off against Nina similar to the game in the previous group this is a winner takes all one team is going home with their tail between their legs if they don't uh, win this one isn't it yeah it's going to be an absolute cracker it has to be the pick of the weekend matches um, you'd have fancied the two teams to come out First and second, I think I definitely had them to, to, uh, earmarked for first and second out of the group prior to the championship starting. And you know, Nina just haven't haven't shown any sort of form that that had them beating Turles last year or getting to county finals the last few years. They're missing Derek Wynn was playing the last day, but he had to go off after the first water break. And without him there, they really don't have the solidity there in the full back line because they started burying the first game full back, but. Robin Peter to pay Paul there because his best position is out in the half back line there, centre back. So, um, they're 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 not scoring too badly, but they're they're leaking far too many scores. They've like twenty six points in the last two matches, and you know there that's heavy totals to be um trying to reel back in, and it's not going to get any easier because Barcelona have a serious forward division there with the, the addition of Eddie Ryan to whoever's there already, the Kennys, Eddie Devaney, Jerry Kelly. So, you know it's not going to be any easier for them. So, um. Dan McCormack, by all accounts, just suffered a very bad dead leg the last day, so he should be okay to play. Um, so they'll probably be at full strength. Yeah, um, Ray McCormack is, is someone who's, who's really standing out for Bursley this year, isn't he? He's, he's, he's kind of stepped up his game. He had played well the year they won the yeah. county at wing-back, but he's kind of out around the middle of the field now and, seem, and seems to be kind of a very important player for them. Yeah, he's turned into a fair unit there. He's, he's probably bigger than Dan at this stage, and he has, he has an engine to go with it like Dan, so... Um, you'd be probably if he stays going the way he's going, you'll probably be getting a look in with Colin Bonner there inside and the tip tip drain. And so um look, Boris have a very good team on paper for whatever reason. They haven't played particularly well. Um, especially last day against Killer One. They were kind of just hanging in there. I think Killer One were easily the better team on the day. Um, but like if they turn it on, they they could be very hard to beat. So 
I think I think Mina just have too many frailties at the back at the minute. I think they're just patching it up there and for us probably to have too many scores around the park for Matza. Yeah, and in the last game now, I suppose not to be too condescending to Ross Gray, but Ross Gray did get 26 points against Nina. I suppose Ross Gray would have been disappointed with their first game. They only got 15 points against Forest Lee, but like they would say, they outscored Nina 26 point, 26 scores to 24. So obviously, Ross Gray are a decent enough side as well. Um, it, it, would that be more that Nina weren't up to scratch and like looking at their at their their play, um, it was it was kind of the Heffernans again, wasn't it? Mikey and, and Tommy they were doing the score, and we didn't see too much of Jake, uh, which we I suppose from a county point of view would be hoping to see more of him in the in the scoring chart. Yeah, well, I think he's not over three or four points, but I know what you mean. He's not he's not leading the line really. As mm-hmm. like he's still a young lad, I suppose, but at club level, he's he's on the county panel the last three is it three years now. So like you'd be expecting him to be leading the line there well for his club. And um, look, Mikey Heffernan is still the main guy there. Like he's out midfield, he's still their main player. If they were missing him, they'd be a big bother. But look, there's been the same all heads there for a long time. They're for a team that is probably getting getting a bit on in terms of being up there challenging for a county title. And um, I've heard rumours actually that Hugh Maloney might be coming back for it, but that that that, that could be only a humor uh, a rumour. But yeah. Um. Okay. You'd, you'd fancy Burris. They're probably. All around a stronger team at the minute. You can't can't rule really out. They always have that one big performance, but they're, they're going to they really have the backs against the wall, and Boris will probably be too good for Monday. Yeah, and, and that good. and that game next that Boris Lee and Ina game is actually on TG four on Sunday as well. So yeah, so. yeah, it's a good draw, you know. To yeah. it could showcase our club game there, and it should be a crack right there. Yeah, and the other game in, the, in that group is is Killeran and Ros Gray, and Killeran have uh, I suppose. We we can't say they're surprised, but I mean they've put two very good performances together, scoring one twenty six, two twenty four. So they're they're putting up big scores, and they're they're looking odds on to top that group on on full points, aren't they? Um, I think they've topped it already, haven't they? On the head to head, yeah, on the head to head, they'll have topped it, but yeah. on full points, yeah, on full points, yeah, you'd imagine so. But they will be missing. Look, Niall O'Mara looks like he picked up a fair injury there the last day. He was he was hobbling off really badly. But he'll probably be missing whether he's ready to hurl or not with the, with the top spot secured. And Keen Darcy got straight red the last day, so he's missing. So might be a window for Ross Gray to win it. And maybe they could do a bit of momentum going into the relegation. Um, but you'd say the confidence is probably with Killer One there at the minute. You know, Jerome Cal and Keen O'Kelly are hurling right well. Thomas Cleary. Seamus Hennessy is like a young lad again up full forward doing the business for him. So um they'll like I said earlier, they'll want to keep up the winning momentum going into a quarter final. Yeah. Um, and Ross Gray, I think Ross Gray are just looking, they're gonna need a performance anyway. They don't want to be getting wiped out going into uh getting into a relegation scrap. But it, it could it'll probably be tight enough, but I'd say Kilowatt might might sneak over the line. Yeah. Uh, so the two games in that group is Sean said Borsalin Nina is uh, quarter to four throwing on the, on Sunday the 26th it's on in the stadium and it's live on TG4 and the other game is Killeran and Ross Gray that's on Sunday the 26th at 5 o'clock and that game is in Tumi Vera um, so just we'll move on to Seamus Oreen um, Seamus Oreen group one is 
Sean again, the Sars and Sars second team absolutely flying as we've we've discussed previously, and there are two wins from two and four points. Kildangan and Swan have a win a win each, and Borges are bottom, and Borges are in relegation. I believe they can't get out of it. Um, it's a tough group again, isn't it, James Reed? And you're flying it. Yeah, the table. Start, if you looked at the start here, you actually say it's upside down at the moment. Burgess, Swan, Clangan, Sars, you know, that kind of way, the way we were talking with two second teams. But our players, young lads, came in the hard well, and you know, like again, they've nothing to lose and they're fighting for spots on the senior A team. It's a stepping stone, especially with when you see some of our lads now that are playing senior A, David Carbon and Shawnee Butler, and these lads have stepped up that are playing maybe senior B and intermediate, you know, so they can see what they can produce if they do step up. but to be interesting, like Burge disappointed with how I went there when I started the year getting the group, they would have been expecting maybe to go better than they did, but whatever's gone up there, I'm not sure. Um, so but this this weekend again, we'll probably get the winning way still going. Um, playing Burgess, you know, like so. What will they do? We'll just kind of, they might go out and just try and be give a good performance, and it's what they want to do for sure. Um, going into relegation battle, but we'll be up for trying to top the group as well for sure. Yeah, and um, Swans are have turned around a bit to Anna since they're on the when they played out the first day, and that says Kalingan be interesting. Um, I fancy Swans in that too fair, yeah. You, well, you're top of the group anyway, regardless of, yeah. of, of what happens. Um, yeah, Kiladeng and, and the Swans, then that's obviously a knockout game there. And, and as you said, Swan, Swan had a good win in the second round and came, mm. came from. From behind, I think to, to beat Burgess looks like they were going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, but just just a word on Burgess, um, Sean. Um, Aerog relegated them from Dan Breen in, in the final last year, and they're steer well, they're into another relegation. Is is it kind of a is it a free fall? Is, is everything kind of rolling into each other now with, with, with Burgess and like that whole thing of being too good to go down? Is that something that we should be saying here about Burgess? Um. You know, the name-wise, like, the North teams all sitting strong and they should be senior. But, like, a senior over the years, once teams start dropping down the grades, they can fall very quickly. And Borland and the mid drop down, but since they've come back up again, you know, they've redeveloped outside. They've got on race structure and good facilities and they've came back up, but they went down quickly the same kind of way. Like, Burgess, if they go down this year, it's a long way back to senior eight, to be um, with the intermediate being so competitive and... We'll be maybe next year the intermediate could be junior grade and senior B could be intermediate down the line, you know. So it is a long, long way back. But they were very disappointed, but all clubs camera group and it's got to look at clubs that went down previously and they've come back up and you know, there is ways to come back up. It's not all to be all end all of being up there for competing at the good grade, but the one team that to fair when I saw and draw in that group was like a good NAR team, you know, they're reliable with a fence them to come top, but now they're facing relegation. Yeah, it just goes to show how the, the smaller clubs can be hampered by one player getting injured, like Stephen Murray uh, wasn't right coming on against Turtles the first down. He's still not right, really. He's look, he's he's 90% of their scores. Like they yeah. need Stephen Murray fit to be competitive. Um, they just can't do without the, those types of players. And he's a very good player in fairness. Um, a player of his caliber, you'd, you'd miss him big time. Yeah, yeah and we've the likes of Lark Harbour could even feature this again for us now as well. So you know, like he hasn't played yet, so he might be back around this again and fit to go. So if you got a couple of minutes, he'd be a good addition in the knockout stage, to be honest. So a couple to... of minutes, a couple of minutes <laughs> performer hurler of the year under second team. 
I think yeah, is right. is is that the name of the podcast, Return of Larry? I think uh, <laughs> your podcast exclusive, Corbett. Uh, uh, so the two games in that group are uh, the Swan and, and Kildangan, which is I suppose the, the real important game in that group. That goes ahead Saturday at half one in the Reg and Borges and Torres Arsfield's uh, B team is in Dalla, and that's on Sunday at three o'clock. Um, in there we go on to Group Two of the Seamus Arena. And um, in that group, Temple Derry are the, the top team there. They're two, um, two wins from two on four points. Uh, Newport have a win and a loss there on two. And Clannacenny and the Mines are on one. So every, everyone has something to play for in, in, this, in this one. Um, we go to the Mines and, and Temple Derry. I suppose that's, that's a local derby and it'll be uh, an interesting game, won't it? It will be interesting, yeah. We, we, we've had examples there over the last few years where Temple Derry have been flying and the mines have been playing very poor and then they meet up. And the mines, it actually happened a couple of years ago. We we beat the mines fairly well in an our championship match and we were playing Temple Derry in, in their uh, county group. And nobody gave them a hope. But mm-hmm. whatever, the sight of that green jersey drives them absolutely mad. And they, they absolutely wiped the floor with Temple Derry in the game. Um, so, look, Form goes out the window when those two teams meet, to be honest. Um, and it's probably a fixture that Silver Mines need to get the get the ante up because they've been they've been very poor. Outside of Jason, they're they're really struggling there and they look look to be a good candidate for a relegation scrap. So look, it, it'll, it'll give them motivation that they need to maybe try and get out of it. But Temple Area hurling really well, like Sean Ryan is going to town there full foreign. You know, they have players all over the pitch. Uh, the Murrays and the Ryans, Staplins, although Brian, Brian has a bad injury by all accounts, so he looks like he'll be missing. But um, that, that, those matches are always good. They're always good to watch. Yeah, and, and just uh, while well, you're mentioning it, um, the, that Temple Derry Mines game will have probably the two two of the top forwards in, in James Reen and in Shawnee Ryan and Jason Ford. And I suppose we must credit Hurler and the Ditch here for um, for his scores from play. Um matrix that he has up on, on his Twitter page because it, it is actually it's, it's excellent but Johnny Ryan has scored 4-7 from play and Jason Ford has scored 2-6 from play two two real sharpshooters unbelievable look we know what Jason's going to give you every day he goes out he's he's one of the best forwards in the country if we're being realistic but Johnny Ryan like he's a lad you wouldn't have even earmarked as a forward maybe in years gone by when he was underage Really good player. Uh, you think he started in the backs for Temple Derry originally when he came on the screen first? Uh, did he come on for the twenties two years ago at cornerback as well? I think. Yeah, yeah. So like he's 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 playing on real stuff for a lad that had, isn't a traditional forward like from underage. So I think he played in the backs for for um, Temple Moor as well. I think school. So look, he just looks. He's a he's a he's an athlete. Like he's out in front and his first touch is unbelievable and he's got a real eye for a score. Like so he's. He's doing serious damage and in fairness, the ball they're playing into him is perfect as well. They're isolating him in there and uh, he's not wasting a single one of them. So yeah. it'll be hard to handle for some minds. Yeah, and the other game then is Clannacenny and Newport. And Newport, we spoke about before, I suppose before it even started, we were we were maybe talking about him being in the top four and they, they took a trim and off the Temple Derry in game one. But then they came back and they actually handed out a, a hiding to the mines in, in round two so it, it's going to be hard to judge and, and Clannacenny themselves ha- haven't been going too bad I mean they drew with the mines first day out so it's it's um, it's it's a tough group to call isn't it 
It is, yeah. Look, Clonic, any are kind of solid. They're kind of used to this grade at this stage during it for the last few years, and they've been steady. Um, for Newport, I think the, the result the first day was more of the Sean Ryan factor. He was just, he was after coming off a big performance against Ross Gray, and he just, I think he ordered Floyd was on him, and he just took him took him to town a few goals early, and it kind of killed killed the Newport confidence. They're better than what they showed that day, definitely. Like, they have some serious pace up in that forward line, Pat Ryan and Colin Floyd, and you know, they have some good other hurlers as well, Audrey Flyden and Flat and Keane Flanagan and you know Connor O'Mahony, their centre back. So they're they're a decent side at this level. And I, I'd be very surprised if they didn't do the business against Clonic Kenny. While for Clonic Kenny, I think they'll be hoping that Temple Derry can do them a favour and keep them out of the relegation. Yeah. Uh, Temple Derry are true are true in that group and it's it's just one from from the other three, but obviously a win for Newport will will send them will send them through as well. So those games go ahead. Both of them are on Saturday at five o'clock. Uh, Clannacinny and Newport is in Nina, and Silver Mines and Temple Derry is in Tumivera. And we go on to Group Three of the Seamus Arena, and uh, that sees Gortnahu, the surprise packet, I would say, of the Seamus Arena, are on top with two wins from two. Uh, Killinall have one win and a draw. Uh, the Tracys have a draw, and Ballina prop up that table on zero points so uh, this weekend's game sees Ballina and the Tracys go at it that's in Newport um, Sean the, I suppose I, I would have tipped the Tracys I thought they were a good team at the start and now they're in a, I suppose a relegation potential relegation game with, with well, not, well not relegation but to put them into relegation with Ballina um, and, and Ballina are no are no, um, no bad side themselves no, I think we're discussing this group. They were on the year when the draws were made. We're kind of were saying to be a hard group to call and Gurton Hoover doing well if they could stay in it, like, you know. But mm. now at the moment, they're, they're top there and they're cruising. They're scoring four goals in each of their games, like, which is, you know, that's, if you can do that, they're going to win most games, to be honest. And it's, like you said, Trace, at this point now, they're scrapping out Balna and like, they're, you don't want to go into scraps of Balna for sure in a game that Blues could be in a relegation battle. Yeah, and then the other game in, in that group then is Gordon Who and Killinall, and this is for top spot. Top, Winter, yeah. Killinall um, puts them top, and uh, they're like I mean we we spoke about um, near neighbours like so they're they're practically on top of each other even though they're in two different divisions, uh, but so there'll be no love lost there between the two of them. Gordon Who won't be won't be given letting Killinall away with it easy. No, for sure because Gordon Who already they're, they're true anyway. No, so the result won't matter. So they can go out and play a bit, a bit more freedom and. Continue on, they've been playing so far. Like, you know, it is, it is new ground for them. And like like what they've done over the last number of years, they're, they're kind of on a surprise package they're in so far, I think, anyway, from what we've seen, kind of the highlights and the scores they're putting up. Yeah, and, and they came up from intermediate last year. And I suppose, I don't think at the start of the year, many people would have been tipping them. But their best player probably last year was Keen Hayes, and he's not even playing with them this year. So they've, they've obviously had some good talent coming through. Yeah, they've been, they've been good work on Rage and... We, we were playing them intermediate in that over the years and underage, they were always there, thereabouts, like, you know, to be fair, and they've done a great development outside as well. So these clubs are coming on and they're, they're putting in the works and they're in the reward now. That's what you like to see. Yeah, absolutely. So the two games in that group, they both go ahead Sunday at 12 o'clock. Belnan, the Tracy's in Newport and Gortnahu and Killinall is in Littleton. And as I said, Sunday at 12 for, the, for those two games. The last group in... In Seamus Arene, uh, another interesting group sees Mary's on top two wins from two. Cashel are second at the moment on score difference with, uh, or I'm sorry, on the head head over Port Row, themselves in Port Row of a game each. One and Laura prop up that table um, on zero points. Uh, so this weekend, 
Cashel and Laura. Uh, they square off and Mary's in fourth row. In the, I suppose, uh, Laura would, again, they were in the final of, of this competition last year and now they're looking at being involved in the relegation. So it's not... Um, it's not ideal for them and and coming up against a, a strong casual team. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard for them to um to turn around the previous results. Um, look, they just I think they got ahead of steam last year and the confidence built for them and they just they were riding that way for a lot of matches. Uh, I think to be fair, a lot the, there was a lot of surprise that they done so well that they got so far. Like you wouldn't have wouldn't have earmarked them last year to get to a final, so. Look, they're missing Bonner this year, and maybe that's stifled any momentum they could have picked up. Look, he's a massive player for Tip, let alone Laura. So, um, Cashel, look, Cashel aren't, look, on paper, they're a very strong team, but, you know, matches aren't won on paper, and the new lads going in there, you know, you you have to, they're bringing in a lot of new players, and they have to get familiar with each other, and new players that were already at the club, and it's not as easy as just throwing them in there, and they're going to be Harlem Globetrotters there, Poking balls over the bar from every angle. It's just not that easy, and teams aren't going to give them to them that easy. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say I fancy that to be a tight enough match, but I'd say, look, Cash will probably have too many scores at the end of the day, and like I don't think Laura have the um have the confidence at the moment after the two previous games to um to cause an upset there. Yeah, and um, Marys and Port Roden is is the other game. Marys have have won their two games and. Have, have played quite well in it and um, James Kindy is playing full forward for them and they've Peter McGarry there the former county minor and he was a 20 panellist this year and uh, playing in the middle of the field and, and playing quite well uh, for them and then Port who, who I suppose they they led for quite a while against against Cashel and uh, before Cashel kind of took over that that fourth quarter uh, but Port Road then had a good win 218 to 19 over Laura in, in, in round two so uh, Portro will see this is a game that they potentially could win. Uh, I would imagine they won't fear um, in, in St. Mary's at all when they go out to play them. No, definitely not. They don't fear anyone when they go and play them. Look, Laura, look, they got relegated there recently, but they've got solid performance at this level, like the Kevin O'Halloran, Mark Jennery, um, they have the Ruin, Ruin Mulrooney, John Sheedy. Like these lads, they're good hurlers, you know, and they're used to playing good teams and playing at a high level. Uh, St Mary's have serious confidence obviously look I don't know much about the Clamell lads but look Seamus Kendi is, is obviously very good at this level and Peter McGarry as I said but Portraw they're, they're cute like they've been around the block this team a lot of them have won a North final there their first North final so they know how to beat big teams and big matches so um, I, I, I actually I fancy my I'd fancy Port in most of these matches to be honest they're, they're very hard to beat they're a dogged outfit and I think they'll probably eke out a win in this one yeah, so if, if if Port and Cashel win, that looks like it could be a three a three way tie at the top. Um, for so it'll come down to score difference. And at the moment, Marys are plus seven, Cashel are Port Row are plus one, and Cashel are, are even. So I mean, the score the scores in those games is or the winning margin in those games is going to be very is vital, isn't it? Yeah, there's going to be supporters on the phone looking to hear the results of the other matches, isn't it? That, that's probably the beauty of the, the way the, the games are laid out. So there's nobody knows what exactly what they have to do. But, you know, if the game was on earlier in the day and the other team gets the advantage, like, thank God that's not happening this year. So yeah, it makes it much better, much better firm. You'd be interested in see the sideline there in the last 10 minutes in both matches, see the instructions being barked out and what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So uh, both games in those group, they go ahead at 12 o'clock on Sunday. 
Cashel and Laura is in Monegal and St. Mary's and Portro is in Porcelli. Um, so we'll move on to the most important championship in the whole um, of Tipperary, <laughs> in the County Intermediate Hurling Championship. Uh, group one, the group of death. Um, <laughs> Jeez, you're, you're death in a row, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the group of Kappa White death. That's what we call it. So, mind having two are top at the moment on, on that one, on score difference from, from Drum. Uh, mine have three points. Uh, Drum have three points. Boris Cain have two. And uh, Kappa White GA Club are at bottom and the only team in relegation and out of everything in this competition. Um, so, on uh, this weekend, on Sunday, we have um, Boris Cain and Drum. Um, both teams have beaten Kappa, so no a little bit too much about both of them. <laughs> but uh, Gary Ryan is actually playing very well for Forrest Cain at the moment, um, and so is Philip Austin. Both of them putting up putting up good scores from play. Um, well, you're clever, Mike. He knew what you are doing. He won the West, and he just said, we love dummy teams here now. We'll show not at all in the group. And then, you went, you, you went on the piss for two weeks and said, yeah. ah, forget about these county yeah. matches. We'll he, just... he, he knows. It's <laughs> Kappa for the county. I Sean I seen Sean, you sending in the pictures all then points McCarthy. Don't even try Sean, Sean has said it, Kappa for the county, and that's the only way we can avoid the relegation battle now is by winning winning the county. Um yeah, so we we've we've mine at the at the weekend. Um mine, who uh, are we going to say surprisingly failed to perform against Drum um in the I wouldn't say surprisingly. I I I can't understand how Drum are so strong and in the intermediate grade and then their senior team and so forth. It's kind of a contradiction, really, isn't it? Um, I'm not surprised that... Well, I'm probably surprised they got a result, but I'm probably surprised that mine didn't win the game. Um, yeah, mine are flattering to deceive now. They've been kind of earmarked as favourites for the last few years at intermediate and haven't really produced the goods. Like, when you look at their team on paper, they're, they're very strong, but probably very young at the same time, so it'll probably take them a while to get to their peak. But... You'd have been surprised with that result. You surely were surprised as well, Michael. Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, I, I was. Um, I, I was obviously very disappointed with the way we played in the first round against Drum. But uh, as I said, we were eight points up against them at half time, and um, I, I just, I just didn't think they were playing well. And then to hear that they drew with 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 mine, uh, who are who I suppose had a, had a huge win over Boris Kane in round one. It, it's just surprising. But then. At the same time, is it surprising? Mine have kind of flattered to deceive over the last number of years now. Um, I don't think Garoda Connor has played yet in the in the championship. Connor Bow has played both games, but I suppose when you're missing, uh, as you said earlier on, with Stephen Murray, Garoda Connor, while while a young player, is still probably a very important player for for mine, and and I suppose would take a lot of the when him and Connor Bow are both in the forwards, they take an awful lot of watching. Whereas if one of them is missing, you really do you only have to watch one one player then? You know, it's um, yeah. Maybe they don't have enough around them to to uh, enough help around around them. But look, it's, it's uh, they they will beat us this weekend, and I I would be very surprised. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, it's a game, it's a game that means nothing to us, and we'll be going yeah, out. Yeah. Um, I suppose trying to get ready for a, for a preliminary quarterfinal and maybe. Um, a couple of guys that are coming back from injury, getting game time into their legs and stuff. So I don't see how 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 mine would lose to us this weekend. Um, the drum and um, the drum and Boris again game will be will be an interesting one. 
Um, and I suppose we'll see what pedigree drum actually have now in a, in a, in a very, very important tight game, a kind of a winner takes all game. For, what sort for, of team are drum feeling there, Mike? Have they, have I, I, they, a few of the butlers playing or? Yeah. And I think and there's a guy called Paul Kindy playing corner forward who, who did a lot of damage against us. He seems to be, and he comes out and he takes any kind of freeze from probably their own 65 up, you know, and um, I, I'd say, I wouldn't think they have many young players on it. I, I would say they're they're a very experienced side, and that and and that's what's helping them late into games, especially in tight games, you know. Um, but uh, Boris Kane, they they played very well in the North Final, didn't they? Against Monegal, uh, put up a good score, um, and and then the week last week, then against us, they they scored four. They had four goals got in the first half, so they're a team that likes to go out and score goals. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 So um so both those games go ahead at half five on Sunday evening. Boris Kane and Drum is in Dala and Cap White and Mind Temple Two he is in Clenoti as half five on Sunday. Uh group two in the intermediate championship um sees uh Kickham's uh, top of the group, two wins from two. Um they're on four points. Money Gall and Davins have a have um a game one each. They're on, on two and Belly Bake and are bottom. So uh Sean Carrick Davins and and Kickhams will be will be uh, an interesting game. Uh, it, it, both teams, I suppose, need to win because the score difference could come into come into the um, into the equation. Yeah, it's so it's a must-win game for Devons for sure. Now, like to get um, get into that qualification spot, um, mm-hmm. Kickhams want to win on it. So, but like Devons, Devons are capable of that. And to be honest, they could come out and blitz them or want to do well. They've done well in the first three games. If fair to them, another. Putting scores in, but it's kind of another case of another group into me where it's too close to call there. Um, like Money Gall just go out and just do their thing and win, that's all they can do. Like, you know, and they probably have they you'd say maybe the easier draw of the lot then at the weekend against Pally Bacon, um, who look like you kind of set for legation there, yeah, at this they, stage. So the Devons have put up like they're they're consistent in their score 117 um, against Money Gall, 218. Against uh, Belly Bacon, and we had spoken about that Belly Bacon game as being probably one that was going to be very tight. But I think Davins were at their ease, really, in um, in in winning us. You know, they were they were never in trouble, and um, they won a two eighteen to one thirteen. Um, Kickhams, who who were behind seven points to one, then against Money Gall came back and and won it three eighteen to three thirteen, which was a surprising result. Maybe Money Gall were celebrating the north like Kappa was still celebrating the west. Maybe I <laughs> <laughs> seen I seen that on Twitter actually. Kind of surprising sort of result. Money Gall scored three thirteen after after a good start. I was kind of going, what happened here? But you know, like you have to see out them games and knock a filler top and deserve any thought at the moment. Yeah. Um, just just on on Moneygall, in the uh, two young players playing for Moneygall, Sean Canelli and Joe Fogarty, and both are in the top five, top six players of the scoring from play in the in the championship. Sean Canelli is two eight, and Joe Fogarty is three uh, two. Two two very good players, aren't they? Savage players, yeah. Um, they're really important players for Moneygall already at such a young age. Like, and I haven't seen him live yet now, but by all accounts, Sean Canelli is a a really good player at this level and he's just got pace to burn and I think they've been really going for the goal threat this year with him in the team and mm-hmm. Joe Fogarty more so he's he's a workhorse and he's a ball winner there as well but he is able to score so two very good players that they needed coming on board like yeah yeah and then Kickham's in that group then of Davey Butler and Elliot Thompson both of them are in the in the top 
top of the, the scoring charts from play as well. David Butler is two eight, and Ellie Thompson is three three. So, and there's some 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 players um, in that intermediate area putting up some good scores. So that that group um, that's on five o'clock on Sunday evening. Both games, Bally Bacon and Money Gall is in Holy Cross, and the Devons and Knockavilla Kickhams is in Care as at five o'clock on Sunday. Um, group three of the intermediate championships. Sorry, now just trying to. Get the fixtures here. So Group 3 sees Kill Sheelan, who uh, have been playing very well. They're top of the table with four points, two wins. Uh, Borlahan second at the moment with, with two points. Mile Rovers with two points and Golden bottom of that. Um, surprisingly, I would say bottom of that group on, on zero points. So this weekend, we have Borlahan and, and Golden, Sean. Um, that'll, be a, that'll be a good game. Golden, I, I would say, very disappointed with how they performed so far. And I would say Borlahan may be disappointed too. Uh, a very bad loss to Gilchilin, which they probably weren't expecting, or I, I certainly wasn't expecting it. Anyway. No, I didn't expect Borlahan to only score 13 points against Gilchilin, you know. Um, but then back to Golden again, it started there, or maybe saying Golden probably won the better teams in this group, but now they're down the bottom, like many other teams, kind of saying the same thing about most groups so far. It's kind of teams that are there, but to be honest, anyone that's in the qualifying position in groups deserves to be there. Um, Borland this weekend against Golden, like it's hard, like it's hard to know. Like Golden could pull out a result there, end up knocking Borland out then, or you know, so it's a kind of another group where it's still a lot of play for there at the moment. Yeah, um, Jack Leamy is actually out injured, I think, at the moment. For oh, is he? Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd be going Borland there then if that's the case, then you'd be because I saw and I saw him against yourselves now in the West Final, like everything went through him to be honest. He and he's an exceptional horror, to be honest, to that level. Um, He's capable of carrying the team himself, to be honest. So if he's missing, that's balls in Borland's court now. Yeah. Um, and the other the other group, or the other game in that group is uh, top of the table from Chilean against Mile Rovers and all it's out of fear. Mile Rovers did well, did very well, scored 18 points there against Golden in, in round two. Uh, uh, in the in round one, they had lost by seven to Borland. They'd only scored 2-8. I suppose signs were a little bit ominous. They were in the relegation final last year, but like to come out and score 18 points was, was pretty good. I was at their football game the weekend and there was a lot of the guys that were playing. Um, they're a very fit team, as I suppose, as you would expect from a from a football team. But, I mean, Kilchilin are in the same boat. They both they play senior football as well. And they um, they, they have quite a good few hurlers. I mean, you you two Mahers and the Kyo's and that, they're, they're all all good hurlers. Yeah, and like my roars can only go out and get a result and get a win on the board. And hopefully that Borland don't get to win at that side because they lose the head to head there you know so yeah. all the teams can do is go and win their own game and yeah, not worry about the other thing it's very tight on, on score on score and Kill Sheelan they're okay there on plus 18 but I mean Borlahan minus 4 Mile minus 5 and Golden Arm minus 9 so there's really nothing you know 2 or 3 points either way and, and that, that whole um, placing can change very quickly yeah yeah, so the two games in, in, in that group, they go ahead at three o'clock on Sunday. Borlahan against Golden is in New Inn and Kilsheelan versus Mile Rovers is in the sports field in Clanmel. Uh, they're both games at three o'clock. And the last game, in, or the last group in intermediate sees uh, Ballangarry top of the table. They are on three points at the moment. Uh, Ballinhinch second on three points and Shannon Rovers and Arville Rovers and both on one point. So this is a group definitely for Enda Tracy who loves to predict a draw. So um, 
So <laughs> the two games uh, this weekend are Rovers and Ballina Hinch and Ballingarry and Shannon Rovers. Um, in the Arval Rovers and Ballina Hinch. Uh, Ballina Hinch on three points and the Rovers on one. So all teams have something to play for in, in this group. Yeah, definitely do. And um, I probably predict two draws in these matches. I know. Uh, <laughs> Arval, probably it's been a, a tough a tough uh, baptism of fire for them at this level. Um, I think we kind of said at the start of, it, of the championship that they'd have maybe a bit of momentum coming in after playing the junior final so late in the year. Um, look, it's been it's been tough for them. And in fairness, it wasn't an easy group either at the same time. Three fairly seasoned teams, two of them very seasoned at this grade and Ballingarry coming down from senior B, so it was always going to be tough for them. Probably be expecting Ballin Hinch to do the business there. Yeah, and then uh, Ballingarry and Shannon Rovers then in, in the other group. Uh, Ballingarry have the top score from play in Dylan Walsh. He scored 2-9 from play. And they, they play Shannon Rovers, uh, who are always a, t- a tough North team, as, as only we can expect. Yeah, they are. But look, they're they're not in good form this year. Like uh, I remember, I think I was saying the last podcast, they've been struggling to get wins all year in the North Group uh, Championship slash League. And and I, I think they're just they're, they're a team that's probably deprived of uh, maybe a bit of underage talent coming in and supplementing what's there already. You know, they've kind of been at this grade a long time now and they haven't been going up or down. So um, probably they probably won't be getting out of the group for me. I think Ballingarry, probably one of the favourites to win the intermediate. So I think they should continue their, their form and, and qualify with five points. Yeah, so, the, so both those games go ahead on Sunday at 12 o'clock. So Arvid Rovers and Ballin Hinch, that's in... in Dundrum and Ballingarry and Shannon Rovers uh, that goes ahead in Temple Tuhi. Um, so just before we move off the um, before we move off the the, the Dan Breen Seamus Arena and Intermediate we have our own prediction competition going ahead <laughs> at the moment uh, thanks to to um, to Sean who was who putting it together but um Owen Ryan from Care is top of the table. He got 13 decisions, 13 predictions right in round one and 14 in round two. He's on 27. Um, do you think he'll do any better this week, lads? We're getting we're probably about 50-55% correct in our in our predictions. Well, he's got he'll do better than you anyway, Mike. That's the main Well, that wouldn't be hard, but <laughs> there's nothing going right for anyone in Cavoy to you at the moment. <laughs> Propping up the table, Mike. Propping up the table. And um, there was two draws last week, and then they picked none of them. The draw specialist by Andy Tracy. <laughs> Christ. Did we say we're adding points for draws now? Did we? No, one yes, point. There'll be no fucking stopping me now. <laughs> <laughs> just go to show there was, I was kind of doing a talk to the scores there the other day, like, you know, and kind of like there's some games where we all picked the wrong winner, like it was crazy. You know, there was. Four or five games, and one of them got the winner. That shows the championship how, how competitive it is. Like, you know, um, we look at overall, yeah, like there's 24 games um, across the weekend uh, for the first two weekends, and the, the highest score that anyone has got is 15. So, and that Who was got that, in, Mike. That was in the Tracy, the last day, 15 out of 24. It's not a score I'd be bragging about now, in this, to be honest with you. He got seven out of eight in the uh, Seamus Reign, actually. So, he did, you know, let him down. The cash lads let him down, I think, was it? Did he, get, did he get did he get naught out of eight in the Denry? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I say it was raining the first day, wasn't it? Or, or when, you, when you predict eight draws. <laughs> Once I have a bit of form to go off, if I'm unstoppable, that's what I'm So, um, yeah, so Owen Ryan, uh, who is our, our, our uh, social media guy, he is uh, top of the table on 27 points. Inda and is on, in second place on 26. Uh, Sean and photographer Marty are in a joint third on 25. Uh, Padraig, the, the, the business head, he is, uh, he is on 25 points. And uh, as is uh, mandatory now, Cap Whiteman is propping up the table on 23 points. But it's all to play for going into, going into the last round. Uh, so staying with, with Hurling, lads, um, under 19, which has turned out, in my opinion, to be a great competition across the across the four divisions, uh, has is kind of coming to a head at the moment. Um, the four divisional finals have been played. Uh, Kildangan won the north. Um, Tarlis Sarsfields won the mid. Kikams won the west. And St. Mary's, who were the most recent winners, beat the Swan in the south final that Sunday morning. But, or last Saturday morning. But, Sean, you had a very interesting game against Kildangan in the semi-final. Uh, I, I was following it on Twitter for the first 10 minutes and I thought you were going to be bet. And next thing you win, you win it by 34 or 5 points. Oh, it was one of the strange kind of games I've been at, kind of, were 3-1 to point down a couple minutes into the game. The ball didn't pass the halfway line. Kildangan were all over us. It, it was we were like, where are we going to go? And then we got a few scores, got back into it. For a wall break, we got a penalty and a goal. And then we just pulled away and won't convince me. And he goes a 30-something point swing in the end. Like, but, you know, like, to be fair, like, it's kind of a learning point there. Like, you can't afford to let in three goals in a couple minutes in the game and expect to win. Oh, we heard well to win it, but still, you just, you know, you have to kind of look at some of the negatives at the start of the game as well as the positives. Yeah, so uh, Paddy Creedon plays on that team, doesn't he? Um, and he's up at the top. He of the does, yeah. Um, and Dan Breen. He's just get get the ball to Paddy and go. Like you know, they've um, I exceptional talent. Darcy Clem is an exceptional talent that level as well. And the players over the field, to be honest, um, at that crop. So a lot of them lads now are playing senior B and senior A, which is great to see. Um, over the years, you might see that as much in kind of the town or club, town kind of clubs, but they're being inter- integrated at the moment, and it's great. So and at the, tonight, then same airs playing. Nakavilla and the other semi-final in Dockmore's Park on our lights and that'll be a good affair to be fair. Yeah, Peter McGarry who we mentioned earlier on um, as playing well at midfield for their for their Seamus Arena team plays midfield he scored 2-8 I think against um, the Swan at the weekend in the final so he's a, a serious talent um, and then Kickums who who uh, they beat us actually in the West final um, a 4-5 or five point hammer and I suppose is what, what you would call it they put up a great score 2-22 um, but they have some good players, players all around the field. Stephen Brown plays centre back for them, and Jamie Duncan is there around the middle of the field. And they have Connor Horgan, who's, who's Fergal's son. He plays, he plays wing back midfield. So they, 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 have, they have good players. So that'll be a, a very interesting um, battle tonight. That's on in Dr. Morris, I think, isn't it? At, at yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, there. I might, I might go up and see if I'm passing by Gwyn for luck. But like, even in the mid championship under 19, Brackens are a puck of ball away from beating ourselves. Like, you know, so it is, you know, like, you, they could have been there against Galangal today, and so it is a competitive grade. Fans nineteen, it's good to see the players look bigger than minor. It's a you know, it's a good step into senior. So kind of anyone's kind of judging that the seventeen nineteen might work. What I've seen so far, it's working. To be honest. Yeah, the, the, the nineteen, I suppose. 
a lot of people might have been wary about it, but I, I think it's worked very well, hasn't it? It's kind of it's probably slotted in where the what would have been what we would call minor under eighteen used to be played on kind of the Wednesday nights there over yeah. the summer, and I don't think players have enjoyed it, haven't they? Yeah, and there's a lot of players that I've seen play minor that have gone into senior setups because of it in their own clubs, and you know they're a bit older and a bit bigger, and they're being during the first year of college instead of sixth year in school, and it's it's only a positive thing in there for sure, and it's keeping players hurling into up that extra age because players come out of minor, you see the 21 might start to the end of the year. There's not a whole lot from there for the junior team is beating earlier. They're kind of hanging around. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it, no, it, it has been it has been quite a good competition. Um, the under 17 and stuff has been played out now across the divisions. I think most divisions are are down to, to division finals, but I see, I suppose, uh, showing the strength of of Harlan in Turles, both year 17 teams are into the A and the B final. Um, the A team is not a surprise. They're they're a terrific team, but um, you must be very pleased to see that B team going in. The, I think they beat Mike Harkey did they last night in the semi final. I think it was it Curtin Who was it? Oh, maybe Curtin Who. Sure. I think and they're playing Drum now in the final. No, so right, Drum in the final. Yeah. Um, Drum be that could be. Left to do it all to beat them. Like they've been they've been on the A grade kind of sixteen or last number of years. So it is. Well, it's great to see like we have the panel players there and they're training with the A's and. It's going to keep lads hurling in town for sure if they can get a win there. But over the years, we've seen, I've played under 16C against Clannock Kenny and they've come a long way since then, you know, playing B mid finals now. Yeah, um, yeah, split turtles into three, I think, is probably what uh, people are going to be saying when they when they is, see They're that. saying that apparently there, and like, how the hell do you split <laughs> town? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and just saying, just, we didn't mention that they were the under 19, but, um, Air Oak, Sean Tracy's, they got into the final uh, last night. They beat Grange Mokler in the in the semi-final. Um, so I don't know who they're playing in the who who came out of the mid in the in the under nineteen B. Can you remember? Sure. We got bet by not sure who was now, Mike, to be honest. Yeah. Um uh, look, it, uh, it'll come to it'll come to us. Um I'll, I'll find it there now. It is uh, Aero Tracy's are playing Holy Cross actually. Holy Cross beat Ballin the Hinch Temple Derry actually last weekend. They put up a huge score. Holy Cross 327, Ballin the Hinch Temple Derry 214. So, um, Holy Cross who, who have done quite well, haven't they? In minor, they were in six or seven minor finals in a row. Yeah, she does have a score. Yeah, 327. So, um, yeah, Aero Tracy's beat Grange Mokler 38 to 8, and um, which wouldn't be a bad Grange Mokler side now. Uh, they they would have quite a number of county players over the last number of years, so I'd say they they wouldn't be they wouldn't be bad. So yeah, Hero Tracy's um, and Holy Cross. Uh, so whenever that will be on, probably within the next the next ten days. Uh, Sean, before we finish up, the inter county scene um, doesn't seem to be too much to report there. There's no white smoke, and selectors are are coaching for for Colin Bonner at the moment. Anyway, no, there's it's very quiet and. It's kind of, it's a good thing as well. It's kind of, they're taking time to pick lads and there's no rumours around like who the manager was. It wasn't been, having got one WhatsApp in the last two or three weeks, like, you know, yeah. so it's good, like, let Bonner pick who he wants and get the proper lads in. What's the point in Russia now? Like, we're, you know, and yeah. any, like, people saying, oh, the selectors aren't going to matches. But if you're itching to be on the county setup, you're watching all these games and seeing the players around. You know who's there, like, you know, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, there's there's a few rumours going around about the under-20s with, with Brendan Cummins um, 
I think talks of Martin Maher and Shane Stapleton possibly going in as, as selectors and, and obviously we as we mentioned Fintan O'Connor is already in there as a coach but I mean all will be revealed I would imagine over the next couple of weeks I think they, they'll start to get those those plans in place um, Darry Egan we, I don't know did we talk about that he's gone to, to Wexford and I saw rumours that uh, Cashel's Ryan DeWire might be going in as um, manager of the Westmead Senior Hurlers which would be a a bit of a, a surprise. I, I, I haven't heard of, of Ryan being involved in, in coaching um, at, at any level. And now that he's back in Cashel, I, I doubt he's doing too much up in, in Dublin anyway. Um, but that was a surprising one. I think Shane Stapleton of um, our game had had, had that one. Um, and it seems to be a straight shootout between Michal Dunahu and Davy Fitz for the Galway job. Um, what do you think will go on there? Yes. So much money, Davy. Golly will give Davy is what it is, isn't it? Really, to be honest. <laughs> like, it's strange. I just like Davy is dead. He's just see me just going around. It's like, like where Golly at as well. Like, kind of, what's he going to get out of that Golly? You know, like, you even see, I saw a lot of club results. A lot of clubs are going way back. You know, that were the prime clubs back a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's hard to know where they are at the moment. In. Where do you rank yourself at the moment? We've been the top five. All the way. Actually, they were very poor this year, but I mean, I suppose maybe you have to you have to ask what what kind of an impact or lack of an impact Shane O'Neill had, and mm. then I mean, very very soon after they went out of the championship, Joe Canning announced his retirement, and Sir Joe's while well, he's only thirty one or thirty two, I mean, he would have been very friendly with Davy going back to their. LIT days and I suppose they won in All-Ireland then with, with Michal Dunhu so I'm wondering if, if either of them come in does do we see Canning coming back into the into the Galway setup or, or like they, they shouldn't be lacking for players considering what they've done at, at minor level over the last yeah. number of years and I, but I suppose it just comes down to development and that doesn't it yeah but then the minor thing is this even I know the, the players still have to go and win the games but they're guaranteed the knockout game against Team has won another fishing game, you know, but they're still winning these minor titles. You know, there's no other ways about it. But yeah. they want to have seen the fruits of these labors now coming in. Um, like last year, didn't fire at all. It was against Dublin watching that match. Jeez, it was they were scandalous, you know. But we can say the same about a lot of county teams the last number of years. It's kind of been a strange setup with everything going on. Um, and Limerick clean just powering away from everyone. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Limerick just powering away there. Their club championship is, is going ahead at the moment. I've seen Pierschig and, and Dune are straight into the into the semi-finals there. And and those two teams provide probably the, the bulk are, are two they provide a lot of players to to that county team. So their yeah, their clubs are obviously very strong. Dune are still Dune still have them still won a county title, have they? They're no, Dune, Dune have no county title. One that yeah. uh, we like to remind them of here. <laughs> Do we? Yeah. <laughs> Only over the border, sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Barry Murphy there is after Dunes crucial um, there lately, which he'll be a big loss to them kind of when it when it comes down to, to the knockout stages. Yeah, last um, year it appears to kind of smave blew away a bit in the end, like you know, but they're not their day will come, they're not they have the players like to be honest. Yeah, and, and obviously Peter Casey is after doing his cruciate, and Mike Casey is only just on his way back from a from a cruciate injury and Dowling is retired and stuff. So it appears he mightn't be, I think one of the violence, Connor Violence is missing, or Jerome, one of them is missing as well. So they mightn't be to to the standard they were last year, but um, that'll be an interesting an interesting championship uh, down the line. Um, Sean, anything else on from you? No, no. That's all all 
Very good. Ender had to had to drop off his team and his his um his battery died, but I imagine the the dinner is on the table and he's uh <laughs> and, he, and he left us. But so his uh, well for some. I'd be I'd be here looking into the fridge going up and I have no annoyance. <laughs> Very good. So look, that's all we have time for this week, folks. Um we will be back to you next week where we'll hopefully do a review of the junior A and B hurling championships with the divisions. Um Next weekend, we will have a review of or a preview of round three of the the football championship, um, and uh, maybe we might see Kappa White move up the table. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, Gibber uh, Arnavu. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.